Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. We are back, folks. Ice Guys, post-All-Star break. Uh, the NHL season is back and ready to resume on this Monday. Welcome to a, our first post-All-Star break edition of the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Monday, February the 6th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you. Uh, we are back from the All-Star break, rested and refreshed, although... It's not like we were fully off for four straight days. Uh, for those of you that are Patreon subscribers uh, at patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Now's the time to sign up because we are rolling out a bunch, a ton of bonus video content for you uh, over the next few weeks. We recorded multiple videos uh, over the all-star break weekend uh, that we will be a uh, lot putting on Patreon in the weeks to come. We did a hockey stories uh, hockey background type of segment with Jimmy Murphy, our old longtime colleague, and of course, Friday guest here on the show uh, on a weekly basis, talking about how he got into NHL reporting, some great Boston Bruins stories, stories of him being in the uh, uh, reporting industry in the NHL, in media. So that's a lot of fun. We'll be uh, putting that uh, on our Patreon page for our exclusively for our Patreon subscribers and members. We've got Ice Guys Q&A with uh, both Alex and I, where we answered some just basic questions, you know, favorite things about hockey, uh, some couple of things off the uh, in terms of hockey, non-hockey related that we enjoy, uh, you know, lots of unique questions, you know, favorite teams, favorite uh, music, that kind of thing. So make sure you uh, tune into that. We'll be posting that in the weeks to come. Uh, and we also have, and look, we were talking about doing this in the summer, you know, either in, as an article or a video. You know how I'm a big broadcaster junkie, okay? It's it's important to me I know who's going to be broadcasting the game uh, because I'm always interested to know that way can make a decision whether I'm going to watch the game on mute or if I'm going to crank the sound up if it's a good crew. Uh, but I uh, unveiled, we did a video about regarding the 32 local broadcast teams in the NHL. Uh, we ranked them from 32 dead last to the number one local broadcast. Now, these are TV broadcast teams uh, that every team has their own broadcast team. And I ranked them from 32 to one. We did a video over the weekend talking about that. So those video bonus pieces of content, they will be posted uh, throughout the next few weeks uh, on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash ice guys. So uh, definitely make sure uh, you uh, subscribe and it's only $10 a month. We get people asking me all the time, how do I give you a tip? You know, how do I like show a little a donation, something to express how much we enjoy the show? That's your way of doing it. Sign up at patreon.com uh, slash ice guys, uh, just $10 a month. Uh, Alex, the all-star break is gone. Uh, I didn't watch much of it. As I said on Twitter, I did not watch a single second of the skills, and that's the honest truth. I didn't put it on. I wasn't interested, uh, and um, I just – I just wanted a break. You know, I just wanted a little break from hockey, especially, you know, when to me, the all-star stuff just pales in comparison to the regular season and the playoff hockey we get throughout the course of an NHL season. And the all-star game, I did watch little uh, brief parts of it. You know, it was in and out, basically. I'd watch a little of the first, you know, mini three-on-three -three game. I'd watch a little of the second. I watched most of the final. 
uh, though I will say that with the Central Division against the Atlantic, the Atlantic, of course, uh, being uh, victorious uh, in the end. Um, you know, I don't really have much to say. It is what it is. I mean, it's it's obviously there for the fans. It's there for, you know, kids. You know, they get to see their favorite players. You know, it's it's it is what it is. Uh, and uh, like I say, to me, it's not really what we love about hockey represented in the All-Star game. Uh, you know, the intensity and the physicality is so much of what makes the sport great. But it, I know for spect uh, for you know showcasing the best players in the sport, and they get to you know put their talent on display, some of their skills on display, make you know fancy moves in the skills competition. I will say there was a a highlight for me if I had to pick one, Alex. It was the chemistry we saw between Crosby and Ovechkin. Yes, you know in the All Star game, that was the clear highlight. There was that's one moment where I'm like, that's pretty damn awesome. That's yeah. pretty damn wicked. If there was one thing I could say about the All-Star weekend, it was that that was my favorite moment. I mean, the the brilliant, uh, you know, chemistry and puck movement passing uh, that we saw between Crosby and Ovechkin. And then you see them, you know, tapping each other on the head at the, you know, these are rivals for the last, you know, 18 years, essentially, since they both broke into the league at the same time. You know, they've had a lot of playoff wars against one another, you know, uh, and to see them playing on the same team, playing on the same line, you know, two of the all-time greats in NHL. They will go down as two of the best players in NHL history, Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. And to see them teaming up and uh, working together and look, making it look so effortless with their play uh, on the same line uh, on the ice together in the All-Star game. And then, you know, just, you know, chuckling on the bench. And it's cool. That's just really, really cool. That's the best way to sum it up, considering, you know, the rivalry they've had for the last uh, 18 years. You park the rivalry, and, and at the end of the day, it's a mutual respect that I'm sure both of them have for the other player. Uh, Alex, uh, thoughts on uh, All-Star Weekend? Yeah, I, I didn't watch much of it. I've watched maybe a few minutes of the skills competition. I didn't watch any of, of the actual All-Star game uh, on Saturday. And, you know, two of the things that kind of stuck out with me with this weekend, and like I said, that, that was the coolest moment. This, of course, seeing Ovechkin with his son uh, during the skills competition, too. So he had Ovechkin, uh, little Ovi, and then, of course, Crosby as a line. That was by far and large the coolest moment. It was also funny seeing Mitch Marner doing the Miami Vice thing, wearing the all-white with the white skates. I thought that, was, that, that gave yeah. me a good chuckle. But other than that, I mean, these – you know, events used to actually be interesting and fun in the 90s. You know, the hardest shot competition and the fastest skater. You know, now these things, because we track these things so often during the season anyway, we know who the fastest skaters in the league are. We know who has the hardest shot. Uh, there's more exposure in the league now than it was, say, in 1994 when this was on ESPN. And, you know, you didn't get to see, uh, you know, like Ally Afraidy, for example. I didn't get to see Capitals game. So to see him with his, his – you know, crazy mullet and his, you know, 110 mile an hour slap shot. That was cool. But now we watch all the games all the time. And of course, I guess we're slightly biased and jaded because we watch all the games every single day because it's what we do for a living. But I just don't think these are interesting anymore. These all-star games, you know, they had purpose and meaning, not just for us as fans, but for the players themselves. Remember the NFL, the Pro Bowl, those guys up until the 70s had side jobs. So they were playing that game even after the Super Bowl, like it meant something because it did. It was a paycheck and it fed, you know, fed their families with it. Uh, you know, the, the NHL All-Star game, of course, started as a, you know, uh, a tribute game. Uh, essentially, you know, they're trying to, you know, raise money it was with uh, with Ace Bailey and he got, you know, sick. It was the NHL All-Star against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the, the tradition of that 
turned into, of course, you know, the modern day All-Star game. But these just aren't interesting and fun anymore. It's like, you know, with the long grind of the season, they're talking about adding a couple more games. There's been rumors about the league possibly even expanding to a couple more teams, which I think would be a terrible idea. But with all of this expansion and on top of it, the fact that U.S. ratings are down, which is a whole nother topic that I can rant about at any other time. But these things aren't helping. Like, hockey fans couldn't give a shit about seeing most of the performers on the ice uh, I've never been a fan of, of any of the kind of having the music and sports intertwined during an event. Uh, you know, of course, we're heading into Super Bowl week where, you know, half the time you're going to be hearing about Rihanna's Super Bowl, you know, uh, halftime performance. Nobody really gives a shit. And most of the people who do, they don't care about the game. It's a way to bring in the non-hockey fans, the non-football fans. And it's like, okay, fine, but why are we catering so much to that extra crowd? Like, how about cater to to the ones who are loyally watching this stuff every single night? You know, I get exposing using you know this to try to to expose the game more, but this isn't the way to go about it. Use the actual game, the great game, night after night, and show that more. Put more games on network television. Put more games on local televisions so people who don't have cable because everybody's cutting the cord these days can watch stuff over the air at least a few times a year, like do those things to expand the the focal point of the game, having, you know, guys getting dressed up in costumes and, you know, half-assing it and shootout attempts and, you know, a bunch of three-on-three games. That's not going to draw in the person that's not watching hockey already to watch it. Because if you did enjoy the all-star game this weekend, and then you turn on a game tonight, you're going to see two completely different things. So it just, we really need to kind of just stop it with these Pro Bowl things. We don't want to, you know, the Pro Bowl, the All-Star game, and really in all of them, the, the creativity is not there anymore. The interest is waning. And, you know, these guys are already beaten up and banged up. We want to see them play well in the second half of the season in the playoffs. I could give less than a shit about uh, Andre Vasilevsky and, and UC Soros tag teaming together to fucking, you know, shoot goals from 180 feet down the ice. That was that was that was ridiculous. Like they got yeah. one goalie shooting the puck like he's like trying to score a goal from beyond be behind the goal line at the other end of the rink and then the other guy making saves. So you got one guy not doing his job that he's that he's contracted to do essentially yeah. and that's supposed to be fun and entertaining. Yeah, I just I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's just it's it's just a waste of time. So hopefully you guys, you know, went on and did something cooler this weekend. Uh I know I did. I hung out with friends. I got some stuff done. We filmed stuff for for the Patreon page. So, you know, make make good use of these downtimes. And as a better, too, honestly, it was a great, you know, and I'm not one. Obviously, Ian, you play way more high volume and, and play more every day. I, I'm a, a you know less, lower volume player. I will take days off. I have no problems doing that. And it was nice to just recharge, refocus, get some chart work done, get some different things kind of angled so I can do better now heading into tonight. Tonight, I like three or four plays tonight a lot. Usually I, I, I'm, I'm a bit more reserved coming out of a break, but, you know, I was able to kind of look through things and, and take the time. And I think that's a, a really good lesson for betters. Don't just bet on some shit because it's on television. You know, really just take some time and, 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 and you know, sharpen your craft, you know, update your charts, update your, you know, your, uh, you know, personal, you know, rankings and, you know, your, your bankroll, you know, take some time and, you know, step away from it a little bit or, or look at it from a different point of view rather than just trying to find more things to bet on. I think that was probably the best use of my time was that just step away from it, give it a couple of days, and now I'm back into it. And now I'm ready to watch hockey all week and, and, and for the rest of the season. Exactly. And if and you feel re-energized, reinvigorated, you know, the break, rest you rest your mind. Because, look, it's taxing to actually, you know, think about the games. And, oh, am I, how am I going to bet it? And Am I going to do this? Am I going to bet it this way? Am I going to bet it that way? Am I going to bet the game at all? You know, it's a mental tax. 
that you know handicapping the card for a sport like hockey, which plays every fucking day. You know, it's not football where it's you know one game a week. It's every nope. day, uh, and you know you need that mental rest every now and then. Mm -hmm. uh, people talk about physical rest, which is important, but mental rest is very important as well because mental stress is a real thing, uh, and certainly uh, and the, the the mental workload that sports betters and handicappers have, especially the months of November and December, and even into January when football is just winding down, it's just intense. It's yeah. constant. It's almost like a 24 hour cycle where you've got to spend the majority of your hours where, especially for me, who's involved in every major sport, pro and college, you know, it's a mental wear up. It wears you down, you know, yeah. over a course of time, especially a November, December, January cycle. So getting that mental rest the last four days away from hockey for a bit. Hey, I'm more than happy to take it. Yeah, and you know, and it's not just for you know. I'm sure people just think, oh, with us because of how much time we spend. In, in it. But even as just a, if you're a just a basic novice, you know, recreational handicapper, and you know, you have a day job or, or what have you. Like I said, just still just giving you some time and 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 clarity away from it and stepping back into it. It's just always a good thing. Uh, I, I would probably say maybe just as good, if not better, for the recreational players than you know, us as handicappers, because like I said, we're always going to still be looking at things and, and stuff. We'll, we'll never be able to, to officially turn it all the way off, but for the, for the average better, um, I think you get to see things a little bit better, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, this, I know I felt it in the last couple of weeks, there were tons of spots that I missed out on that I should have, you know, seen all that. Of course, that was a great play on spot here or there, you know, and it happens every year. And, and so, you know, for me to take that break and now see things a little bit clearer helps me out. But like I said, even if you're a recreational player, you only bet in three games, that's still even better. Yeah. Sharpen your focus as much as you can. And I think sometimes giving yourself a break or two is a good, good way to do it. And it's a great week to have a break because we're back on the air uh, with the ice guys now, seven days a week, just as we always are with our daily show. And we needed the rest this past weekend because we've got Super Bowl weekend coming up. And it's already going to be busy with Sunday's, you know, events, Super Bowl itself, uh, Super Bowl viewing party that I know I'm personally planning on going to. I know Alex probably has shit planned on Super Bowl Sunday uh, as well, where he is. Uh, and then, of course, what we've got coming up here involving this show, the Ice Guys, the day before the Super Bowl on Super Bowl Saturday. Uh, and uh, just to uh, make sure uh, if you haven't heard already, uh, here it is. And it's on the uh, screen if you're watching on youtube right now it is our first well, we've done a ton of ice guys live betcast this betcasts but this is going to be our first ever ice guys super betcast uh, coming up this saturday super bowl weekend saturday february 11th and it will begin at two o'clock p.m eastern time uh, on saturday uh we anticipate and that it'll follow uh, not too long after the Saturday show, which is always at noon Eastern, concludes. So I anticipate the Saturday show will probably run till about 1.30, 1.45 p.m. Eastern time like it normally does. Uh, and, and I think we have Kevin Beach joining us, our Saturday guest as well, on the on the daily show at noon Eastern. So that'll go to, for about 90 minutes or so. Uh, and then we'll have a brief little break in between shows. And then we will get the uh, Super Betcast rolling at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And we will be starting right around the time that those noon Eastern games are probably in the third period. The twelve thirty game will probably be uh, the twelve thirty games will probably be you know second intermission. So we'll get the end of the first games of the day 
uh, at the start of the BetCast. It'll include Tampa Bay-Dallas, which will be probably past the first period when we start the BetCast. We're going to have Washington-Boston, the the other ABC game. There's an ABC national TV doubleheader Saturday afternoon. Uh, and then, of course, Colorado-Florida, a very good game at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, there's Rangers-Hurricanes. Uh, playoff rematch Saturday night. Minnesota, New Jersey is a pretty quality game on Saturday night. We wrap it up with a very important game in terms of points on the table for both the Pittsburgh Penguins and the LA Kings uh, in the uh, late night hours. So it's going to be all day, all afternoon, and all night uh, on Saturday, starting at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern time throughout the slate. So as usual, me, Alex, bunch of guests, live betting, commentary, stock up those fridges. We need you to have uh, your your booze with you and enough to last you for 10 hours, however long the uh, BetCast runs. It'll be at least 10 hours because we're starting at 2, and Penguins in L.A. Kings will be over at around 12.30, 1 a.m. Eastern, so it'll be like a 10, 11-hour BetCast uh, on Saturday. So looking forward to it. We've already gotten people uh, asking to be fill-in temporary hosts for the 30-minute breaks and 30-minute intermissions that Alex and I will have throughout the uh, BetCast which we will need. We're going to have like a handful, maybe up to a half dozen 30-minute breaks, Alex and I, both of us. So uh, we're going to have people that will just direct traffic, if you will, you know, traffic control cop, if you will, uh, taken over as the uh, host when we're away. Uh, and I'm sure there'll still be people on the stream so that we don't have to pause the stream or we don't have to play ads or put a you know display on that we'll be back in 30 minutes. We want to avoid that if at all possible and keep the stream going live continuous throughout the day uh, on Saturday. So uh, it is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this is the first time we've done something like this. First of all, we're making history. A, it's the first Saturday betcast we've ever yeah. done. And B, never done one like this where it's a marathon session you know, all afternoon and all night. So we're looking forward to it this Saturday, February 11th, Super Bowl weekend, Ice Guys, Super Betcast. As always, DM me if you want a spot on the Betcast. Alex, I'm looking forward to it. How about you? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see how the turnout is and how this goes throughout the day. Like I said, we, we've never done a Saturday because usually people are busy on Saturdays. There's a lot, a lot of other things conflicting a lot of other games. But we wanted to do something special because it's the Super Bowl you know, weekend. And we you know, initially we're just looking at doing a night cast where we you know follow the, the late games, talk about, of course, the Super Bowl game itself. We'll have people on that will be talking about football as well throughout that that long day. Uh, with obviously everybody getting ready for that Eagles Chiefs battle. So, you know, we decided, you know, of course, with the schedule, the way that all these early day games are, which I think the only reason there are so many day games that day is because they know a lot of teams. And I know a lot of groups are seen when they're on the road, they like to gather around and watch the Super Bowl. So, this was kind of, I think, the players kind of almost somewhat dictated this because you always hear a lot about teams having Super Bowl parties and, you know, they play those early games. All the games Sunday, I think, are going to be uh, day games as well to avoid conflict. So um, with the NHL doing this kind of a different schedule, it's fun and now allows us to do this kind of a long bet cast and uh, really interesting to see how, how it turns out. And this is also, we just, and Alex came up with this idea, actually it was, it was Alex's creation, uh, not mine or idea to do this. And it's also kind of the official launch of our weekly bet cast season, because we're going to be going into weekly bet casts for the rest of the season after Super Bowl weekend. And I believe we're going to start that on uh, Tuesday, February the 21st is when we are aiming for the first of our weekly bet. Cast. And then we'll do a bet cast once a week, uh, the rest of the regular season and the uh, playoffs. So uh, that's the plan uh, moving uh, forward and uh, definitely uh, excited about the super bet cast. Uh, believe me, I'll be ready, you know, and you know, what's funny. 
we're looking at this, and when we decided we're going to go all day, all night, first thought was, man, we're really going to do this for 10, 11 hours? Yeah, I guarantee you, when we start doing this BetCast, the hours are going to fly by. It ain't going to feel like 10, 11 hours. They never no. feel like, even at night when we're doing it, like five hours later, it's like, that didn't feel like five hours. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and and it's going to be great. And, you know, obviously this is a perfect time. If you've never watched the BetCast or join, this would be a great time because we'll be on for so long. You know, you can kind of, you know, schedule how you, whenever you want to tune in and, and watch it. I think that that's kind of cool too. This it'll give flexibility for all the viewers uh if they wish to be on the stream or just or just watching it they can you know kind of tune in and out whenever they choose and uh we'll be there yeah absolutely and it's granted we have staggered games throughout the day throughout the night like there's never going to be a period of the day or the night on saturday when there's not a single game taking place i think that is that is great you know we will have some kind of live hockey action throughout the entire betcast start to finish and i think that definitely uh, is going to make it uh, even more exciting and uh, even more entertaining. And it's just a great day to have one, for sure, with the way the uh, start times uh, have uh, are end up, end up going to be, the way they're going to end up being on Saturday, for sure. So looking forward to that. Again, DM me uh, if you want to join us here uh, on the uh, BetCast, and we'll make sure we get you on the uh, stream. All right, it is time for our first game-by-game betting previews and breakdowns and analysis post-All-Star break. Six games tonight. Uh, in the first night of NHL action following the All-Star break. We begin in Philadelphia. The New York Islanders and Philadelphia Flyers. Islanders minus 130. Road favorites, 5.5 the total in this game. Islanders making huge news coming out of the All-Star break that Bo Horvat signed for eight years. They got the d- deal done. They got the extension they were looking for. Uh, and look, credit to Lou. Um, you know, this was important. This was vital. You know, whether this ends up being uh, an addition that puts the team in the playoffs, whether this ends up being an addition uh, to the team in Bo Horvat that gives them not only a playoff spot, but they go on a deep playoff run with him. The one thing they could not afford to have happen is for him to just walk in the offseason as a UFA and basically uh, get, you know, give up everything they did and end up, you know, not having him around long term. Well, now they no longer have to worry about that. Uh, Bo Horvat is going to be a New York Islander. Uh, here for the uh, next uh, eight uh, years. Uh, And obviously he'll be making his debut uh, with the New York Islanders tonight. Uh, And right away, Elaine Lambert putting him in that top line center spot, which he knew he would be there uh, between Matthew Barzell and Josh Bailey. That looks like that will be the uh, top line here for uh, the New York Islanders. Lee Nelson and Palmieri uh, on the uh, second line for the New York Islanders. It's amazing how just all of a sudden Bo Horvat's there and all of a sudden the top six is a whole lot more formidable uh, moving forward. So it's going to be interesting. I think Barzell needs a little bit of a boost at this point. Horvat's the kind of player that can uh, pretty much uh, give them them that, no doubt. Uh, You look at the uh, Lee and Nelson combination, which are really the only two guys that have been scoring consistently for the Islanders before the All-Star break. Uh, All of a sudden, then with Palmieri on that second line, you got to watch out for. So, and Horvat's just going to bring everything for this team. Uh, some offensive punch, which they desperately need. I mean, when's the last time this team scored more than two goals? It feels like uh, five years ago, honestly, is the last time they scored more than two goals in a game. I mean, that's how offensively challenged they've been. So Horvat will give them a huge boost in that regard. You know, a guy that's having by far his career best season offensively with 31 goals, 23 assists, and 54 points for the uh, 
New, for the Vancouver Canucks before the uh, trade uh, to Long Island. So he's definitely going to impact uh, them in a positive manner offensively, but it's what he does also in terms of plays in every situation, gives you leadership in the dressing room, great two-way player, great defensively, great away from the puck, uh, gives you all of those intangibles uh, as well. So definitely will help uh, this uh, Islanders team in that regard. What will also help is Noah Dobson returning. Uh, he missed the last four games uh, due to a lower body injury before the All-Star break. It's looking like he is on track to return here in this first game after the break against Philadelphia. Uh, and it looks like in the morning skate, he was paired with the other Sebastian Ajo, of course, the uh, defenseman Sebastian Ajo for the uh, New York Islanders. So it looks like Dobson might be uh, making his return. He was having a very fine season, uh, 10 goals, 17 assists, good at both ends of the ice for the Islanders this year. So great. it'll be big to have him back. Uh, the Islanders did win two in a row before the break. Again, they won low-scoring tight games. They got great goaltending. Defensively, they were fine. They still only scored two goals in those victories against Detroit and Vegas, uh, but it was enough to get the wins. Philadelphia, on the other side, uh, they went into the break losing three of their last four, but they did wrap up their pre-All-Star break schedule with a stunning shutout victory over the Winnipeg Jets 4-0. Uh, on the road. So a nice performance there from uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll see if they can uh, keep it going here. First game after the break looks like from their standpoint, from an injury perspective, uh, we were, they were thinking maybe Cam Atkinson close to returning. Uh, that's not going to be the case. And of course, Couturier still on IR, Ellis still on IR. So it's pretty much status quo for the Flyers. Uh, Carter Hart and Semyon Varlamov are going to be the uh, goaltenders confirmed uh, for both sides uh, going into uh, this uh, game here tonight. Varlamov, of course, is someone that's actually played pretty well each of his last two starts. Uh, the, the game against Ottawa, they fell short 2-1, to one, but I, he played very well. And he was excellent uh, in the 2-1 uh, to one victory that they had uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights right before the break. Uh, it was a really strong effort in net from uh, Varlamov here. You know, I've got my thoughts that tonight in this spot, at this price, I think the Islanders are worth a bet personally at minus 125 minus 130 i think that horvat it's not because horvat's going to carry them to victory and it's that wow he's going to be the savior it's what his presence all of a sudden and making the move does for the entire dressing room right everybody's just got a little more pep in their step everybody's a little more excited there's a little bit more now focus now and attention to detail now when you bring in a guy like this and, and all of a sudden hey management's brought in a bo horvat great season great leader We've got to pull our weight now, and we're just a little bit excited now all of a sudden. And look, they did get two wins before the break, baby steps, uh, looking to uh, you know build on that. And I think there's a tangible excitement level that this team is going to have taking the ice tonight in this first game with Bo Horvat. It's because, A, he makes them better, and B, you know what? Management believes that we could still be a, make a run and make make the playoffs. And I think for the Islanders, they think it's got to start now. So I think it just permeates throughout the team. Horvat's here. Everybody plays a little bit better. Everybody's a little bit sharper. Everybody's got a little bit more intensity now coming out of the all-star break when you make a trade for a guy of this caliber who's having this kind of season. And I think it permeates throughout the entire team. And I think it'll show on the ice tonight uh, against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So, and to be honest with you, you know, <laughs> Philadelphia, we've seen many games this year where they're, underdogs at home of plus 160 or more uh, and they're only a plus 110 dog tonight i think you get a good game out of the islanders i think the whole team is fired up and i think it results in an islander road victory islanders for me minus 130 uh, as far as the total goes my first thought with horvat on the team alex is 
trying to bet some overs with this team in the short term because they're still going to get lined at five and a half. Either they're, they're he's definitely making them better offensively. But you can also say he makes them better defensively too because he's great away from the puck. But the offense is really what he's going to be able to help with the almost thirty goals, uh, the, the thirty one goals that he has on the season. So. Uh, I, I have a, probably a small bet on the over here as well, but uh, more than anything, the Islanders is what I'm looking at here as the uh, modest road favorite in the minus 125 to minus 130 range. Alex, what do you think here? Islanders, Flyers. Yeah, if I had to play a side here, it would be Islanders, like I said, with uh, the Horvat signing, which shocked me. Like I said, I, I, you know, I kind of made the bold prediction. I thought he was going to be uh, moved around again, and it, and it seemed like that because of what he was asking for, but they were able to, you know, Come to terms, and so now that he's there, like I said, a much needed offensive punch for this for this club. Uh, they need this win. They need to start off uh, hot if they want to, you know, make this a legitimate run toward a potential wild card spot. I don't know how well this is going to work overall. I don't think he's going to be the end all be all. He's got to have a incredibly hot run to carry the rest of this team. The rest of these of this guy, of these guys need to kind of feed off of Horvat uh offensively and keep it going in a consistent pattern if they want to get back into the race but as far as this game goes against a flyer team that i think we're going to start seeing them kind of turn down and this is a, a pretty good price too so i would lean with the islanders it's not making my card officially i know people in the chat were talking about the draw i don't have a draw play tonight this would be the closest one i would look at i could easily see this being maybe a, a 3-2 overtime game with the islanders getting the win yeah there's definitely a Bo horvat prop night for me uh, i am locked in with plus 160 uh, for, I think that's the best price I found for him anytime goal score uh, around plus 160. Uh, the point prop's a little d- pricey, you know, but you could do a Bo Horvat SGP and that'll certainly make it better, but minus 175 in most books for him to get a point. If you have faith that Bo Horvat can stimulate a dormant, pathetic power play that the New York Islanders have had for the better part of the last couple months, you could take a Bo Horvat point prop at plus 170 uh, power play point if you think he can stimulate a, 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 a you know sleepwalking power play. I mean, the power play has been awful for the New York Islanders. We've talked about that multiple times. Uh, but I think the shots on goal prop in particular is a good look. Uh, over two and a half, minus 110 at DraftKings for uh, his shots on goal prop. This feels like Johnny Gaudreau a little bit when he went back to Calgary uh, as a member of the Jackets a few weeks ago. And he was shooting the puck a lot, you know, and he wanted to, you know, make an impact. Kind of like Bo Horvat tonight, you know, first game with the New York Islanders. You want to make a statement. You want to show everybody here. I'm the, uh, I'll lead by example. I'll play hard each night. You guys follow my lead and we'll be fine. So I think Bo Horvat over two and a half shots. This is definitely uh, a good look tonight. And this is not a guy that always goes over his shots on goal props because a lot of times he's looking to make that pass and facilitate, not always be someone that shoots the puck all the time. But even that being said, you know, you look at going back to January 12th with the uh, Vancouver Canucks, uh, Bo Horvat has still exceeded uh, two and a half shots on goal, four of 10 games. And I think he's going to be more of an active participant in uh, looking for his shot, looking you know, maybe to find the back of the net tonight. So I do like the shot prop for Horvat tonight uh, over two and a half in his New York Islanders debut. All right, Tampa Bay Lightning, Florida Panthers. We've got Tampa Bay minus 120, uh, road favorite six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, Tampa Bay has been absolutely dominant over Florida. Uh, they've won seven straight head-to-head meetings uh, between these two teams, including both times earlier this season. They won three to two in overtime here in Sunrise. 
back on October 21st. And then December 10th at Amelie Arena in Tampa, it was a 4-1 win for the uh, Lightning. How about six straight unders with the uh, Lightning and the Panthers head-to-head? You may not necessarily expect that, but that is indeed what we have seen here between these two teams. You know what, Alex? I'm going to surprise some people with this. I like Florida tonight. I like Florida tonight, plus 100. I'm gonna, I'm taking the Panthers here in this spot, and here's why. You know, we saw, obviously, Kucherov, Vaseline. Look, they had Matthew Kachuk at the game. It's not like, hey, you're coming off the All-Star game. Uh, everybody sent at least one player to the All-Star game. But for me, when I look at how this sets up for Florida, it was a luckiest shit win against Boston because they looked like they were going to lose that game. Pasternak scores to make it 2-1 uh, in the final minute. Uh, and then, of course, uh, they get the tying goal, you know, with just seconds left from Barkov. And then, of course, they win in overtime. But it was a massive win. 4-3 over the uh, Boston Bruins. Uh, actually, it was, th- was Pasternak's goal made it 3-2, I beg your pardon, not 2-1. But then Florida ties it late, and then they end up winning it in overtime 4-3. That's, Paul Maurice said after the game, something along the lines of, we needed that one. And we've had a lot of tough losses. We've had a lot of painful losses this year. Um, uh, I think it's a situation where you get Florida, you know, a little bit of a bump from that, a little bit of a spark possibly from that. And to be honest with you, Tampa Bay, as we've seen multiple occasions this year, they're beatable on the road. They really are. They're 12 and 11 on the road. They have not been anything to write home about away from Amelie Arena. And we saw them lose to Calgary, Edmonton, back-to-back road games. Uh, The last time uh, they were on the highway prior to this game, they returned home. They won all three games. But, you know, they have not been at their absolute best, you know, away from home. Uh, If Florida is going to make a push, and make a, you know, it's got to, it's got to happen here. Uh, Bobrovsky and net for Florida tonight, Vasilevsky for Tampa. That is your goaltending matchup. Uh, obviously there's always concerns when you're going to pack Florida, when Bobrovsky and net, uh, he has obviously had uh, to say he's had a disappointing season would be an understatement. His numbers 3.25 goals against 897 save percentage. I'm hoping that the five games he missed uh, recently due to that lower body injury, plus the all-star break means he's feeling fresh going into this game that maybe that's going to help him and he's going to be you know seeing the puck better he'll be a little bit mentally the, the sharper because he's had that rest we talk about how mental rest is important as 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 important as physical rest hopefully that helps Bobrovsky uh, here tonight uh, as well going into uh, this game uh so it'll be interesting to see how he fares in his return uh they have owned Florida that is definitely a fear if you're going to back the Panthers like I am there's no doubt Uh, But again, just a one game above 500 record uh, for this Lightning team on the road and a Florida team that I think now losing two to Tampa already this year and knowing that they have ground to make up if they're going to be a playoff team. And I think everyone in that dressing room knows it's a hell of a big disappointment if they are not in the playoffs this year, considering what happened last year, a President's Trophy team. At least they got into the second round last year. For them to not even make the playoffs this year would be extremely uh, disappointing. So it's kind of that situational bet where, you know, not that this game doesn't mean a shit ton to Tampa, you know, they'd like to win it. It is a rivalry, you know, battle of Florida and all that. I think this is huge for the Florida Panthers. They need to show that they could string wins together, put a streak together. I think if they lose this game tonight and don't look good in the process, let's say they lose and they lose five, two and Tampa just dummies them again, which they've done now for seven straight. I think it's a bad sign for Florida moving forward. It's, it's a sign that maybe they're just not going to get it in, uh, second gear 
and really get on that great role. And everybody needs to be better. They've got to be a lot better defensively. Bobrovsky's got to stop some pucks. They need some secondary scoring. You know, it can't be Kachuk and uh, Barkov every night. You know, they need, uh, you know, some of their depth forwards to contribute. I don't think they've always gotten as much as they should from their uh, third and their fourth line. You look at who they've got there and what they've been able to produce, you know, with uh, Cousins and Tierney and Giovanni Smith and Lomberg and uh, Lusterinen's production has kind of dropped off a little bit. I mean, you got to get something from that group. And uh, that's going to be something that they've got to look to improve on moving forward, that depth scoring. But in this spot tonight, I'm going to look at Florida here as a slight home underdog against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Alex, uh, what are you thinking here? Battle of Florida, Lightning, Panthers. Mm, not so fast, my friend. I'm going with Tampa Bay. Uh, I actually got them plus $1.20 uh, in regulation earlier today because this line had not ended up coming down. I'm seeing now minus $1.20, so I'd actually recommend it uh, on the regular money line. I'd lay $1.20, but I think they, I, I'm fine with them in regulation as well. I get what you're saying about Florida. This is a huge game for Florida. You know, to try to you know, bounce off the momentum that they had going into the break. Uh, like I said, they know it's going to take a, a big task for them to get ahead of uh, not just their own teams, but of course, like I said, the wildcard race. They got to deal with how clogged up everything is in the Metro to try to get back in, into this playoff race. And they, yes, they do have the talent to do that, but I just don't think they can string it together. They've been so inconsistent all year long. You know, you, you talked about the very beginning of the year about how things were going to change with the their schemes and, and the shifts with Paul Maurice being there and even though he's had some games where clearly he's let them kind of, you know, roam free a bit. We've seen the offense uh, chip in every now and then. We saw that big 7-6 game back and forth with, with Pittsburgh. But I don't think we're going to see that. I think that Florida we saw last year when the President's Trophy, for the most part, that 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 unit, that setup, that's gone. And uh, I think this Florida team's, you know, on their way back down. I do think they missed the playoffs. I, I've mentioned that before. And on the flip side, Tampa Bay is just a, a wagon right now. And I think they're going to continue to get stronger. They are in that right kind of just wheelhouse where they're getting the momentum going. What, eight of the last 10 heading into the break, guys getting healthy and rested. Yeah, they had a couple of guys in the All-Star game, but these are veterans. You know, they know what it takes to get through this second half grind and into the postseason. They've done it, what is it, five, six years now, if not longer, where we've seen them play well at this time of year. You're not going to get many times to bet on Tampa Bay at this kind of a price in this spot and, and a fresh lightning team at that. So uh, give me Tampa on the money line. All right. Like in uh, Tampa Bay, look, there's, there's a lot of reasons to like Tampa Bay. This is definitely for me. And I'm not much of a, that people know me very well and my bend, betting tendencies, especially in the NHL watching this show. I'm not a go against the grain guy very often. Like usually if I see something like this, Tampa's won seven straight. I, I still think Tampa Bay is the better of these two teams. And yet here I am on Florida, but I just feel this is for Florida. This is like a game seven type of deal. They've been beaten down by this lightning team over and over again. They know they've got to put wins together, string wins together. If they're going to get back into this playoff mix uh, in the East. And I expect full on intensity from the Panthers. And if they don't bring it in that regard tonight, shame on them, but I'm expecting that win or lose Florida's, putting it all out there tonight and we'll see if that's enough to get them a, a rare win against the lightning because they've lost seven straight to this team. You know what it kind of feels like? It's almost feels like the parallel of, of last season. Remember at that game too, I said, Florida's got to come out hot or they're done. It kind of has almost that same kind of quantitation to it. If they don't play well, even if they, let's say if they, they take Tampa in the overtime and they lose. Okay. That's still a, a decent effort. But if they lose, you know, here at this at this point, you know, moving forward, they've got San Jose, 
a game they should win. But then they got to play Colorado, then go on the road against Minnesota, St. Louis, Washington, Nashville. So things can get out of hand, even though they have a lot of home games coming up in the in the next uh, looking at the next dozen games or so. Like I said they they need some good momentum, so they need they need a good effort. Even if they don't win this game, they still need to have a good sixty minute effort. Otherwise, things will get really bad for them quickly. There's no doubt. This is a big stretch right now, coming out of the break for the uh, Florida Panthers to try to get uh, something going here. And uh, as far as you know, we talked about how Carter Verhage was just you know outstanding. Like if you're going to look at Panthers props tonight, Carter Verhage's got to be in the mix. Uh, Alex Barkov is on an incredible 11-game point streak. It's a career-high point streak for him uh, going into uh, this game uh, here tonight against Tampa Bay. So the captain has been leading uh, by example, uh, no doubt. If you want to go for a bar- bargain bin option, go Brandon Montour from the blue line. Brandon Montour has been just an offensive-producing machine from the back end for the Florida Panthers. Nine straight games with a point, goals in back-to-back games for the defenseman with this Florida team. Uh Great value on his props tonight. Really has been jumping up into the play, joining the rush a lot more often, trying to make an impact from the uh, blue line uh, for this uh, Florida team. Uh, to score a goal, he's upwards of plus 500 tonight, you know, at Caesars. Uh, to get a point, he's only minus 130. So I find that's an incredible bet right there. Minus 130 to, to lay that price with Montour, who's got points now in uh, nine straight games. Coming into tonight, uh, absolutely. I think that is a, I think that's a little bit mispriced. You know, to me, when you're on a nine-game point streak like that, you should be laying more than a buck thirty just to get a point. Uh, and um, you only have to lay that price with Montour. So uh, I think definitely that's a good way to go here with uh, props invo- involving him for this game. Like I said, you could go Lundell still on the top line. He's worth a look for. Aggies red hot uh, right now. Barkov, to me, shows up in a game like this, right? This is Tampa. This is your rival. Uh, it's a team that's just owned you. Uh, and here's your chance now. And he's been good in these big spots when they've needed a big-time performance. You know, this is one of those nights where you, I think if you look over one and a half points at plus 165 on Barkov, like I think I remember doing that in the game that they had coming out of the the previous break, right around Thanksgiving or it was, I believe. Uh, and they played – oh, it was after Christmas, my uh, break – they played Montreal. Now, Montreal ain't no Tampa, obviously, but they played Montreal the first game after the Christmas break, and Barkov just went nuts. I think, didn't he have a hat trick in the first period? I think I'm pretty sure he did uh, against Montreal. But it was a big game. Montre- Remember, Florida was scuffling going into the Christmas break. They needed to get things going out of the Christmas break. And against Montreal, there's Barkov just going berserk in the first period. And he was just magnificent in that game. Now it's going to be tougher here. You're playing Tampa Bay. But I think definitely Barkov, he he leads by example. He's the guy you you target in a game like this uh, to be as the captain, someone that's going to, you know, make an impact. Uh, And I think uh, Barkov props tonight, uh, power play points, shots on goal, you name it, uh, point prop. Uh, definitely and the over one and a half, like I said, at plus 165 is probably worth a look. Even, you know, the goal score prop isn't great at plus 185, but wouldn't shock me if he finds the uh, back of the net. Tampa Bay on the flip side, Brandon Hagel's always been someone that uh, I've talked about lately in terms of how he, well he's played for this uh, Tampa Bay team. It's just been consistent for him on the uh, top line, producing points scoring goals uh, for the uh, Lightning, so keep your eye on him. Uh, it is worth noting the old man, Corey Perry, uh, entered the break scoring three goals in <clears throat> the last three games going into the break, so 
Uh, don't, don't underestimate maybe looking at uh, Corey Perry to chip in offensively. I think Corey Perry scored a lot against Florida in the past, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So uh, there's a couple props on the Tampa side that might be worth a look as well. All right, we move along to Vancouver and New Jersey. We've got the uh, Devils minus 250 home favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Very interested to watch how Vancouver plays moving forward. I mean, now Rick Tockett has had, you know, a little bit of time with the team, you know, has the all-star break. They've had a couple practices now. Let's see how, if it makes this Vancouver team tougher to play against, better defensively. Those are all the buzzwords we're hearing out of Rick Tockett. We got to be harder to play against, tougher to play against, and we got to be better defensively. And the players are echoing that. Well, now you got to show that actions speak louder than words. It's nice to say that. You know, you've got to be able to enact that uh, and act uh, accordingly on the ice to inflict those changes. So we'll see if Vancouver can do that here tonight. Uh, of course, we talked about how the Horvat trade was completed before the deadline him being sent to the Islanders, and of course going back the other way, and he'll be making his Vancouver Canucks debut tonight, Anthony Beauvillier uh, for the uh, Canucks. And uh, Rick Tockett not wasting time, you know, even though it's been a disappointing offensive season for Anthony Beauvillier, and that is definitely true. I mean, to think that he is sitting here at on February the 6th, having played 49 games this year, and the guy has nine goals, I mean, that tells you how disappointing it's been for Beauvillier, nine goals, 11 assists for him with the Islanders this season, uh, 20 points so far uh, on the uh, campaign. Uh, they were expecting this to be a big uh, season for him, bounce back wise, uh, and it hasn't transpired. Sometimes you need a change of scenery. You just need a fresh start, a new opportunity. Uh, and maybe you get that here uh, with Beauvillier. And what I like is Rick talk. It says you're a skill player, right? You've got a good finishing ability. You've got the skill set to be a a very capable offensive difference maker in the National Hockey League. We're not putting you in a position to fail. We're putting you in a position where you could use your abilities, use your skills, use your uh, offensive instincts to the best of your ability. He's putting him with Elias Pettersson, you know, who was absolutely terrific, you know, in the uh, down the stretch before the All Star break for Vancouver, he was one of their best forwards. Uh, Pedersen before the uh, All Star break, Beauvillier will play with Pedersen and Andre Kuzmenko, who had another another player that had a very good first half for Vancouver. So I like that combination, and I think it's got a potential to uh, be a solid top line for Vancouver. Uh, Beauvillier with Pedersen and Kuzmenko, uh, Miller, Garland, and Joshua. Uh, on the uh, second line for uh, Vancouver. How about Brock Besser dropping down to the third line with Sheldon Dreis uh, and uh, Vasily Podkolzin for the uh, Canucks as well. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, the blue line, it looks like Hughes, Bear, Ekman, Larson, Shen, Stillman, and Myers. And Colin Delia looking like he'll be the uh, goaltender tonight for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. I think Rick Tockett has settled on Delia, believe it or not. I think being his guy moving forward, you know, he's been a little... He hasn't been great, but he's been a little bit better than Spencer Martin. Spencer Martin really started to see his play suffer going into the All-Star break. So I think that's the decision that's been made with Delia in net. New Jersey, Alex, uh, I questioned about the All-Star break coming at a good time for them. I'm not sure it did because the Devils were getting their game back together again, 8-2 and two, uh, in the 10 games before the uh, All-Star break going into it, including a win against Dallas in overtime, 3-2, to two, right before the break. Uh, they had the loss against Nashville, but they also beat Vegas. They beat Pittsburgh. Uh, they beat San Jose, L.A., Anaheim, Carolina uh, on that uh, road trip that they had. They had the comeback win against the Rangers. Uh, they had The only two losses were Nashville, 6-4, tough spot, and Seattle, 
uh, 4-3 in overtime. So the Devils were really starting to get their game back on track after that dismal December and early January. Uh, Jack Hughes, 33 goals this year. Incredible season for him uh, so far. Uh, Hughes, Bratt, Heeshear, Mercer. Uh, they've all been definitely uh, lighting it up for the uh, Devils. Mercer's the one that's a little undervalued right now because uh, you, you look at Dawson Mercer going into the break. He started to play better. Uh, obviously, Bratt, Hughes, and Heeshear have been excellent. Um, this is a very interesting game. I'm, I'm definitely passing on the side. I could only look at the over with Vancouver, but at the same time, I'm not rushing to bet the over either. Here's why. They, they, they're trying to commit to being a better team defense here in Vancouver. It's the question of do they have the personnel to execute it. It's fine that Rick Tockett wants them to be harder to play against, be more responsible away from the puck. Do they have the players to properly play that way? defensively we haven't seen any evidence of that all year for vancouver so i know the system i know the style i know the structure talk at once i don't know if he has the personnel to give him what he wants quite honestly uh, at the defensive end of the ice for vancouver so i'm passing on this game from a side and a totals perspective um i lean over but i i'm 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 pumping the brakes a little on the Vancouver overs until I get see more evidence of how they're going to play under target. Cause I think they're trying defensively and I think eventually they're going to want to start trending that way. Now the games under target so far, all three of them have gotten to seven goals. They had the five, two win against Vancouver, the five, two win against Columbus, and then that six, one loss to Seattle. So the lower scoring more attention to detail defensively has not shown up yet, but now, off the break, a couple practices now. Will it start to show tonight? That remains to be seen. More of an observation game here, though, for me. What What do you think here, Alex? Vancouver, New Jersey. Yeah, that's more than likely how I'm going to view this, too. Just kind of just observe and, and, and kind of keep an eye on how this game plays out. I was kind of tempted to look toward the, one of those combination with the win in total. Maybe go Devils and over five and a half. I'm seeing plus 115 with that over at BetMGM. Uh, I mean, the Devils have dominated Vancouver. Uh, 13 straight wins going back, at, including seven in, in New Jersey. That's a, a hell of a run. Like I said, even though we're talking about different personnel, different teams over the years, that just tells you that there's something something about Vancouver, uh, about New Jersey that Vancouver uh, doesn't like for whatever reason, and it, and it gives, them, gives them fits. And like I said, even though New Jersey, they're playing well out of the break, I think this is now they're really their time to kind of – get things rolling in the right direction too, because even though they went eight and two, you know, it's been really kind of helter skelter with them. And they had the hot win streak. Everybody was loving, you know, everything was, uh, you know, sunshine and roses. And then all of a sudden they lose a few games. They're calling for Lindy Ruff to be fired again. And this has been a real kind of up and down. I think, I think so mentally, I think New Jersey needed that break a little bit more, but now they need to physically get back into the groove of things. I think it's a good team to do it against uh, a Vancouver team. You've played well over the years against and a team they said still trying to figure out their identity. So, uh, if I had to play anything in this, I would look at Devils and over five and a half combo at plus one fifteen. But this is not going to make my personal card. I I do like uh, Beauvillier props though, just like with Horvat. We're going to go with the the opposite end of that with uh, Beauvillier for Vancouver plus three eighty to score a goal. I've got no problem putting a few bucks down on that uh, to get a point. He's only minus one thirty, and he's going to be playing on the top line with excellent players, Kuzmenko and Pedersen. It's very possible he's end up. He ends up getting a point. It's only minus 130 for that uh, in this game tonight. So some good props there to get a goal plus 380 for Beauvillier and to get a point minus 130 
And again, I think he's going to have the opportunity to uh, do just that. So those are going to be the main bets for me in this game. It's nothing sidewise or totals wise. It's more looking at uh, AB, uh, Anthony Bovillier and his Canucks debut in terms of some prop uh, player prop looks. All right, great stuff. That's the first half of this Monday card. Uh, hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Uh, we'll be back to break down the remaining three games right after we hear from Gramco. All right, whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here. And uh, Alex, as you know, Gramco, they've got some new stuff as well available for anyone. Yeah, absolutely. They got a couple new products coming out soon. But for this weekend, they've got this super box that is incredible. Over $250 in products. You get two of the full-size 30-count gummies, which are fantastic. They come in different flavors. You get 10 pre-rolls that are covered in Keef, as well as a full gram in each pre-roll. And you get the quick mix, which you can basically use to make your own edibles, and 10 half-gram disposable vapes, too. You get that box. That's a $250 deal for $175. If you use promo code ICEGUYS, you'll save 25% off of that as well, uh, and you'll get free shipping. So this is a great time. If you're having a Super Bowl party, you guys can get elevated uh, nicely with this with this box package from Gramco. So check that out at thegramco.com. There you go. Check it out. You're right. Super. Uh, everything's super this weekend. Uh, super uh, addition to the Gramco lineup. Super BetCast on Saturday. Uh, and, of course, Super Bowl uh, taking place this weekend. So uh, make sure you check that out, of course, at thegramco.com. All right. We're moving along. Calgary Flames and New York Rangers. Uh, minus 110 both sides here. Five and a half the uh, total. Uh, in this one, uh, interesting matchup here. Hey, this is a definitely an interesting matchup from my standpoint. If you'll remember season preview show back in October, this is my Stanley Cup matchup, my Stanley Cup final, Calgary Flames and New York Rangers. Uh, and I haven't given up on either team getting there uh, just yet. Uh, certainly the Rangers, you know, they had their little, you know, rough patch uh, earlier this season, but kind of ironed it out a little bit uh, toward late December and into January is a better month for them. Uh, they ended up beating Vegas 4-1 their final game before the break. they kind of been in a win-loss, win-loss pattern going into the break. So we'll see if they can break that and put two wins in a row together here tonight against this uh, Calgary Flames team. I still think Calgary's best hockey could still be ahead of them. Uh, I really, I, I've not, my, my faith in this team has not been deterred at all. Uh, they've won three of the last four going into the break, which was good to see. They beat Tampa Bay. It was one of their most complete, dominant efforts all year. That home win against Tampa Bay, they were all over the Lightning. They won 6-3. to three. They had the puck most of the game. Tampa didn't, and Tampa rarely loses the puck possession war, but they did it against uh, Calgary that night. Uh, they survived a uh, game effort from Columbus, although they, they were all over Columbus. Corpus Salo's heroics and net are why the 
Jackets ended up getting a point there. They did fall flat against Chicago. It was a horrible game uh, against the Blackhawks. We talked about that. Uh, but they bounced back the way you were hoping uh, they would. You know, when you have a bad game like that against a, one of the worst teams in the NHL, you have a back-to-back on the road against a Seattle team that has certainly been one of the uh, big uh, stories of the first half of the season with their incredible improvement. But they went on the road. They took care of business 5-2 uh, against Seattle. What I like about the Flames here is, you know, they're in a situation where they've played better in their own end. Uh, that is definitely shown uh, for the most part. The Chicago game aside, the other games, I thought they were better in their own end. They seem to be going gearing more and more toward giving Dan Vladar, Darth Vladar, more starts in net, and he's deserving of it. His record has been absolutely spectacular uh, here for the uh, Calgary Flames. What I like, too, is Huberto is starting to slowly but surely uh, get his game going. He's got two goals, two points in the last four games. Again, baby steps. He's had a hard time adjusting to the new surroundings, the new team, uh, but he's starting to get going. Kadri is starting to find his game again. Uh, Dylan Dubé and Andrew Mangiapane were counted upon to be an offensive boost for this team in the absence of losing Gaudreau and, of course, uh, Kachuk in the offseason. They've started to play a little bit better, so there's positive signs here for the Flames going into this game. They've dominated the Rangers as well. Five straight victories for Calgary uh, going into this matchup against uh, New York. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that continues. Both of these teams are relatively healthy. The only key injury on either side is Oliver Shillington, who's been out all year so far for Calgary. Other than that, you know, both teams are relatively uh, healthy going into this uh, game here tonight. Uh, both teams are an identical one and two on extended rest. I should point that out. So uh, there's really no advantage here uh, either way in this game. Uh, Yaroslav Halak will be in net for the Rangers. Obviously, Gerard Gallant saying, you know, we play again uh, on uh, Tuesday uh, night against, no, actually they play Wednesday night against Vancouver. But coming off the All-Star break, figures, you know, give uh, Shesterkin a little bit more downtime, a little bit more rest. Uh, coming off being involved in the All-Star festivities. Uh, we don't have a goalie confirmed yet for Calgary, so it'll be interesting to see if they go back to the guy that's been it just uh, lights out, Dan Vladar, or if they give Jacob Markstrom another opportunity to kind of get his game back on track. And it's starting to look like Markstrom will get that opportunity tonight. A couple, goal, uh, couple sites say he's uh, likely going to be the uh, starting goalie here for the uh, Calgary Flames in this one. Uh, this is another one where I, I like Calgary a little bit here, minus 110. I'd probably do a split between Calgary money line and team total, uh, which is only two and a half here uh, in this game, rather than putting it all on the uh, money line. Uh, it is about minus one. Uh, what I probably will do with the team total is rather than lay the juice with two and a half at minus 165, I'll do over three at BetMGM, which will get close to even money uh, on that. Uh, I do like that a little bit. Now, Halak's been good. I mean, we need to... Uh, you know, put park the uh, belief that when Yaroslav Halak is in net, the Rangers can't win. He's been really good lately for the uh, Rangers. No question about that. He's won five straight starts. Uh, you know, his numbers now are a lot better than they were. 2.56 goals against, 908 save percentage. He's given up just one goal in each of his last three starts against Vegas, Columbus, and Montreal. So he's been really good, uh, and he's he's been very uh, steady in net, and the Rangers have won with him lately. But I do like Calgary here in this spot uh, at minus 110 uh, to get the uh, job done here tonight on the road. What do you think here, Alex? Flames and Rangers. Yeah, I laid Calgary minus $1.05, and we've seen kind of movement go back and forth because people are kind of wondering who's going to be a net for the Flames, if it's Vladar or, or Markstrom. So I'm seeing conflicting reports, too. I was of the belief that it was going to be Vladar. 
and then also I knew that the line was going to move when Halak was confirmed. So I was able to grab a dollar five. I still like another dollar ten. And Halak has played much better. Yes, uh, mo- most definitely he has. He's not a guy that we can auto fade anymore. But in this spot, I think we're going to start seeing him maybe regress a little bit to form moving down down the line. And I think Calgary is one of those teams, like I said, I feel like they benefited from having the break, uh, kind of you know straighten some things out and get their game uh, a bit under underway. Like I said, they've won five in a row against the Rangers, but they have struggled uh, in Madison Square Garden over the years, just two and six the last eight meetings uh, at MSG. So I think starting a road trip there is probably better than them. most of those times. They're more than likely in the middle of a spot, probably coming off of a back-to-back from New Jersey or New York. So I don't take that one too too highly. Both these teams play well on Mondays. Like I said, I don't follow that trend too often. But the Rangers, they've won four straight on Monday. Calgary, 12-3 and three the last 15 on Monday. So that's a bit of a wash, too, but that's also just interesting to note with these two teams. I like Calgary in this spot, laying a dollar ten. I think they can get things kind of uh, rolling a bit. And like I said, I think Halak, as well as he's played, we could still still find some spots to fade him. I think he regresses more in this form as, as we go down the stretch. All right. Uh, good stuff. Next up, we've got this with two games left. Anaheim Ducks, Dallas Stars, Dallas minus 380 home favorites, uh, six the total. Actually, this money line price on Dallas has eclipsed minus 400 uh, in some spots. Uh, so it is a huge move toward uh, the uh, Dallas Stars in this game. Uh, of course, the uh, Dallas Stars coming off a couple of three losses in a row before the All-Star break in overtime, 3-2 to Buffalo, Carolina, and New Jersey. How about that? Three consecutive home losses all in overtime for the uh, Dallas Stars uh, before the All-Star break. I, 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 this is not something that I'm overly you know, confident in. How can you, can you be when you're talking about the Anaheim Ducks? But I, I did take a, a small bite on plus 300 with Anaheim here. It's just... Minus 380 with any team in the first game out of the break is just, I think it's too much of a flight risk. It's too much of a hazard, in my opinion, to trust a team in this kind of spot coming off the all-star break, laying a minus 380 price. Uh, It's just, especially when you see Dallas, you know, scuffling going into the break. Now, maybe this is, it's a wake up call, flip the switch uh, and find a way to get the job done here against the Anaheim Ducks. Maybe that's the case, but I also want to point out here in terms of the uh, recent meeting between these two teams, Dallas actually lost in Anaheim January the 4th and got shut out uh, two nothing uh, by the Anaheim Ducks in that game. So keep that in mind. Anaheim won four of the last five games going into the break. I mean, they've had a terrible season, but they at least go into the break with a little bit of positive momentum, beating Columbus, Arizona twice. Colorado was the big impressive win as huge dogs uh, in Denver uh, in that game. The other three wins I gr- granted were, you know, Columbus and Arizona, two weaker teams. Uh, no question about that. But, you know, to me, this is just, you know, minus 380 coming out of the break is not a price that you can lay, uh, especially when you see Dallas. Look, they didn't play their best going into that break. Anaheim did you know, start to turn things right. And really the reason why Anaheim was starting to win games, you know, going into the all-star break was because John Gibson started to rediscover some semblance of his old form. He was magnificent in a couple of those victories. There's no question. He played extremely well in a couple of those. So, you know, he's been better. It seems like uh, he's starting to play some of his best hockey of the season. And and Anaheim is still a team that does have some young talent on it with Zegras Terry with uh, McTavish who keeps getting better. And it's a Dallas Stars squad that they don't win games comfortably half the time. A lot of their games are tighter, you know, one goal, two goal victories. Um, For me, this is just in this spot, it's tough to lay minus 380 with anybody 
regardless of who they're playing. Uh, so for me, I like Anaheim here a little bit uh, at plus 300 uh, as a small bet for this one. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Anything? Ducks? Stars? No, this is a, a passer, man. I understand you taking a shot with plus 300. Like, say, yeah. Do not lay any kind of price like this coming out of the break. It's it's insane, and we're going to see it happen often. And obviously, now the reason we're seeing this price it's 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 a combination. I think people are buying on Dallas right now uh, to come out of this break and, and get things rolling in the right direction. And people are also realizing that now's the the official tank time for Anaheim that they're going to be slowing down. And even though they've won three of the last or yeah, was it three in a row and four of the last five? They like said the teams they were playing. Uh, and also, you know, okay, yeah, they did beat Colorado, but like I said, catching the team heading into the break, I think that's a bit of fool's gold here. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Ducks get routed in this one, uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if it ends up being kind of a, a close tight game. So I'm staying away from it altogether, but I do want to see what happens because uh, I know Anaheim tomorrow plays at Chicago, and I'm already seeing where Chicago's favored. Uh, it's laying at the minus 125, 130, so that's a bit interesting to, to look at as well. So uh, this would be more of an observation game for me. No, no plays. There you go. Good stuff indeed. All right. Next up, we've got the uh, final game here of this uh, two, Monday uh, NHL slate. We've got Minnesota and Arizona uh, in the uh, desert. We've got um, the Wild minus 240 road favorite, six the uh, total in this game. Um, this Arizona's really given Minnesota some, some, not some fits because Minnesota still won, but the games have been tough for Minnesota. If you look at uh, what we saw earlier this season, Wild versus Coyotes in Minnesota. We saw a 4-3 Minnesota win and a 2-1 Minnesota win. You know, just barely getting by. So this is another one where it's dog or pass for me. You can't, you don't lay minus 240 in this spot uh, with Minnesota here on the road coming out of the All-Star break, especially when you look at the road record, they're 500. You know, they've got, they've got two road wins more than Arizona has home wins. And we know the gap between uh, these two teams. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, is going to be a net here for the uh, Wild tonight uh, in uh, this one. Vimalka for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, so that's going to be your starting a uh, goaltender uh, matchup. You know, Vimalka here enters this game having uh, given up just one goal in his last two starts combined. You know, very impressive. 4-1 win against Vegas. 5-0 shutout uh, in the uh, win against the uh, St. Louis Blues. I mean, this to me is just a, this is a dangerous spot for Minnesota. You know, it really Arizona's been tough on them. Uh, and the Coyotes definitely have what it takes to make this a, a tough game on this Minnesota Wild team. So um, I haven't bet it yet, but I'm telling you right now, it's Arizona or pass for me. I'm not laying minus 240 with Minnesota in this spot. Alex, Wild Coyote. Yeah, I'm completely, clearly I got maybe a little too high. I totally forgot about I have the first period over one and a half minus $1.40 in Stars Ducks. So uh, so that that's the, the one. <laughs> I like that. Like I got so wrapped up talking about the sides and avoiding, you know, big favorites with the sides. I didn't even mention the total. But Dallas, five straight, first period over. I like that spot. But as far as Wild and Coyotes, this is a live game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch and wait for And I think I'm probably going to go on the live over. Five and a half. I think we might be able to get a plus price here too, because since it's opening at six, I want to see where the Wild are at. I think the Wild should come out guns blazing. They've you know really kind of put the skates to Arizona uh, at times, especially on the road. And of course, you know, like I said, we haven't been hitting a lot of these first period overs with Arizona because they've kind of you know their styles has been kind of up and down a little bit. But I think now, once again, they're a team that's in full tank mode. The Wild trying to build up something and get some momentum in that central division race. 
And I think we could see some goals here, you know, not super early. I wouldn't maybe recommend grabbing the first beard over live, but I think I want to see if we see the kind of pace uh, and, and puck movement that I would like to see from Minnesota, they could get that uh, their goal scoring uh, going tonight. So I, I like the over, but I'm going to wait and try to get a five and a half and see if uh, if they you know are, are in good form right out of the gate. Yeah, I, you know what? The more I look at it here too, the total six, I think the over is something I'll end up landing on uh, in this one. Uh, over six minus one ten. We do have long term trends that point to these two teams on extended rest being over teams as well. Uh, with the extended breaks, three days or more, uh, both teams have been trending over the total. Uh, the Minnesota Wild and the Arizona Coyotes. So over six is probably going to end up being a play for me uh, in this one. And like I said, from a side perspective, there is some concern with both of these dogs that I'm leaning toward, though Anaheim and Arizona. First, they're bad teams. Now that the break has gone by. Does the tank session really start to take hold or is this team playing, you know, you know, hard every single night, you know, and against teams that are that, that are obviously superior to them? That's going to be the big question. But I still want no part, no part of any favorite in the minus 200 or greater range in the first game after the break. Um, and, um, you know, you could even throw Vancouver into that mix. I'd take Vancouver plus 210 before I do anything with New Jersey tonight in that game. And, you know, it's a chance for them to try to establish some kind of, you know, mentality, uh, not winning mentality, but, hey, we're not going to be a pushover uh, coming out of the All-Star break. We're going to put our work boots on. We're going to be more responsible. Uh, our work ethic's going to go up. So, like I say, with all of these big favorites tonight, it's dog or pass in all three of those games for me. Vancouver, Jersey, Anaheim, Dallas, uh, and also this game here tonight, Minnesota taking on uh, Arizona. But uh, I think I will be definitely on the over here in this game the more I look at it. There's a lot of long-term numbers that point to the extended rest leading to goals here with both of these teams, uh, the Wild and Coyotes. Uh, great stuff. That is the Monday card. We appreciate it. It's good to be back. Uh, we're great. It's great to be back. Great to have all of our viewers and listeners back as well. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it. And, of course, remember, I'll flash it up on the screen one more time. Ice Guys Super Betcast live on Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern time, all day, all night. Stock that fridge. Make sure you don't run out of uh, your favorite adult beverages throughout the day and night. You're going to need them. It's going to be a lot of fun. And hopefully we make a shit ton of cash along the way in live betting as well. Games all day, games all night. We're looking forward to it. The Ice Guys first ever Super Betcast live this weekend, Super Bowl weekend, Saturday, February 11th, 2 p.m. Eastern. Send a DM to me if you want to join us on the BetCast stream. We will wrap things up with best bets coming right up in just a few moments, uh, right after we hear from our other great sponsors, Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ice guys that's promo code ice guys all one word i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscaped.com if my math is correct that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com using the promo code ice guys you get the performance package 4.0 it is a game changer the lawnmower 4.0 it takes care of this among other things uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be 
the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, makes uh, part of the package that you get with your manscape purchase and the manscape performance package 4.0 you also get the ball toner you also get the ball deodorant keep you uh smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions this package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better slim trim that's what it's all about and manscape.com can help you out with that so make sure you take advantage of this manscape.com get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code iceguys at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the promo code iceguys unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped All right, we are back here on the ice, guys. And for the first time post-All-Star break, we are ready for best bets uh, on this Monday uh, slate. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, let's head out to warm and sunny Florida. We got the Panthers and the Lightning, a fantastic rivalry. This is a Tampa Bay team I think that's going to pick up right where they left off heading into the break and uh, make another deep run you know, heading toward the postseason. Uh, Vasilevsky and company has just been a, a hot team, and they have dominated uh, their brothers to the east in Sunrise. So let's go with Tampa Bay. Uh, $1.20. I like it in regulation as well, but $1.20 is a, a decent price delay. Even if it goes OT, you're still in the game. So let's go Lightning minus $1.20 is my best bet as we head back into the second half of the season. All right, there it is, the Lightning Bolts, Tampa Bay, uh, minus 115 to minus 120 uh, road favorites against Florida. The Battle of Florida, one of the highlight matchups tonight for sure. Uh, on the NHL card. That is the first best bet post-break for uh, Alex B. Smith. Uh, my best bet, uh, I'm going with the New York Islanders here, minus 125 against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. I like. I think you're going to see renewed energy, renewed spirit, renewed focus, renewed motivation. Uh, just everybody, you see a Bo Horvat walk into the dressing room. It stimulates the entire team, in my opinion. You get a big-time player who's having a great season. He's going to make this team better. And I think that, again, filters through the entire team and watch the Islanders play one hell of a hockey game tonight. Now, Philadelphia has given them problems uh, in recent meetings, uh, and they play hard. There's no question about that, the Flyers. So this is not a pushover, and this is not an easy game by any stretch for the Islanders. But they went into the break, winning two straight, going into the break, beating Detroit and Vegas. It was at least some positive momentum. And I think tonight you see the Islanders carry that momentum forward to victory here in Philly. So New York Islanders minus 125 uh, for my best bet here for this Monday uh, NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat uh, for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, you can uh, download the podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. 
download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Great to have real NHL hockey back. Uh, Enjoy the games and good luck tonight. And we will be back again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. (laughs) 